me what's that, tell me what's that, tell me what's that song. Welcome back to What's That Song? I'm here with my guest, Ted, who's been trying pretty hard to guess the song going through my head. Ted, uh, I would love to hear a fresh guess from you because it seemed like we kind of ran out of steam before we went to break there. Well, I was was thinking, is it... Is it uh is is it Ario Speedwagon? I don't know. I've never heard of that band, but uh, keep guessing. You've never heard of Ario? No, it's uh, a song that's running through my head. Oh yeah, no, I, I I dig it, man. It's um, is it is it is it Skinner? No, I don't know what Skinner is, but um, no, no Skinner with a D. It's, it's a Skinner. I don't know really what you're talking about right now, but there's a song that it's like you know, like the melody is just kind of stuck yeah, in my like, head. Yeah, yeah I, like you can't, like it's in your head. You can't. Yeah, stop it. yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I totally no. It's uh, so just try and like, like just listen to you know when you stop thinking and you, you kind of the song kind of comes up and you know I think you can guess just from that. Ah, uh, okay. It's uh, it's purple haze. No. I really wanted to have you on as a guest because I thought that you might have fun with this, but I think you're just naming well, songs that you like and not trying to really guess the song that's going through my head. Right well, now. I mean, I, I guess you know, I, I'm kind of, I'm not clear. Is there supposed to be hints? Or I don't think like, that. No, I, I'm not sure you understand. So, like, if I was like playing a snippet of it or humming it or something, yeah, yeah, something. I don't like, think yeah, that. I, no, you, you, I don't think you. No, see, okay. you're not quite getting it. What you're trying to do is guess the song that's going through my head, right? You can't hear it because it's in my head. Yeah, no. But I, you're trying to guess it. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's far out, man. I so just so just guess it. Okay, so um, so the thing is, Judith, uh, she said you had some weed. Okay, she said I you could. I, I was, because my, my guy's out of town, you know, and and she said you, she said you know, hey, my brother's he's got some, he, he can he can hook you up. Right. Well, I thought you won't agree to do this because you thought it would be fun. Like you actually seemed well, like thought, you were I pretty into it, would, it. I thought it would be fun to buy some weed off you. No. I mean, so, so it, I. This is pretty frustrating because I feel like you're not even trying, and well, because I'm, you're you I'm, have another you have a whole another angle on well, this. I've, I've, I've it's been, really frustrating. I've been to me. trying I hope for like you it's that. just like it, it's okay. So like so like I'm supposed to I'm supposed to hear what you're hearing, right? We're supposed to be like right, like, right. Like we're in you, tune. Like right. we're on the same. Maybe I I think you know what would really help me. I think yeah. I think if we could smoke some weed, we could probably really sort of find a, okay. you know, like a sort of a balance you know sort of like a cosmic thing okay i don't smoke weed and i'm sorry that that my sister told you that i did well, i'm, I'm kind of sorry she did too and I, I think you should probably take a hard look at your life because i think you have some problems well i i have a problem and with you not you're not very good at any, guessing songs well you're not and I very think that good you at probably, posting podcasts man i mean okay, i don't want to be not really necessary i i kind of think it is I think it's I think it's the necessariest thing. I, so the, you know we're out of time, and um, I I think that uh, next time around maybe we'll have a guest who who's really willing to guess what song's going through my head. Um, and uh, and Skinner, man, what's your fucking? I don't care what you're hearing if you don't know what Skinner is. Coming up next is a show called The Crap Shoot, which I'm sure you haven't listened to. Well, and do, do you think do you think they could hook me up? No, I they I, I don't think that they have the problems that you have. Well, why why even? I, I don't think that they sit around and smoke dope all day. I'm gonna I'm, I'm calling Judith. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I need a ride home. Coming up next is the crapshoot, and uh, I think you're gonna have a lot of fun with those guys. Uh, thanks a lot. Crapshoot, crapshoot.
welcome to episode 12 of the crapshoot. Take two. Take two. Take two. Uh, it's the second take. In, in showbiz, that's when you do something, it's a take. So take two is the take number two is what's going on there. <laughs> in showbiz, when you do something, it's a take. That yep. was a great, that's right out of Wikipedia. I, can tell. Yep, it's, I, I should really, I should just write that thing myself. I've read some of it and it's boring. Boring. Snoozeville, let me uh, tell you. Who cares about, like, the king of England in the 1600s? Yeah, they could really get a, an editor in there. To Seriously, you know, throw a, a Porsche on there, you know? Yeah. Get people in. It's like, God damn it, I forgot to turn the heat off. Crap shoot. Crap shoot. Crap shoot. All right, welcome to the Crap Shoot episode 12, take three. Are we keeping uh, that for take oh, two? Oh, yeah, it's okay, in there. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, I didn't really... Uh, you had to put a fine point on it because I was just going to let it, like, oh. let people, you know. <laughs> Welcome to the Crapshoot uh, episode 12, take four. Uh, this this is, would be version 12.4. Yes, tw- exactly. In the operating system now, version do you, numbers. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you think that's an appropriate, like, should we go that big with the minor numbering or should it be like 12.14? You no, know, I think I mean, we should be you, like beta zero. Point zero, we, zero welcome to at four. Welcome to Crapshoot uh, episode uh, beta 0.12 dash four. I am Josh Millard, uh, your host who lives here. Uh, I'm Jesse me. Holden, the interloper host. Yes, he uh, he. You should see him interlope. <laughs> it's amazing. Usually, I, uh, when I interlope, uh, will you apologize real quick for the heater thing? Oh yeah, I, I apologize. Back back. Remember back in take two. Yeah. Uh, what happened is I left the the heater on and we record in my basement. Of course, I'm telling you this, Jesse, because you don't know. Those were the days. Um, and, uh, and and if I forget to turn the heat off, uh, which I might do if say things don't go according to plan. Uh, then it turns on and we're sitting right next to it. So it's really it's really loud. So I needed to turn it off. And that's, that's yeah, what happened there. Yeah, if you, the listener, think back to take two, you'll know what it sounds like because that just happened. Sort of a whirring noise. Yeah. So, well, less. Melodic, I wanted you I to apologize, not because I felt like you owed me or really the listeners an apology. I, I really didn't. But because I wanted to segue that into me apologizing to you. Now you're apologizing... Uh, uh, do you want to tell us about why you're apologizing? Yeah, I was going to. I was going to make a segue joke, but then I was jumping the gun because you haven't even explained why you were apologizing. Oh. So tying it into the idea of a vehicle. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, the Dean came in. Segue. Yes, yes. yes. You, I, I would love to try and set that up if I knew yeah. what the joke you were going now, to Now, I, now I feel like I need making. to apologize again. I'm okay. going to apologize again <laughs> for derailing your attempt to segue into an apology with a bad joke about a segue. If anyone out there is keeping score, send us an email at the end of this to see who's winning. <laughs> we, we really need to keep track, and uh, we're a little bit busy apologizing to uh, count. But usually when I interlope, I like to interlope with a six-pack of beer so you don't call the police. And uh, also, you know, I, it, so not only did I not show up with booze and am drinking your much nicer booze, but also I'm... Uh, uh, hours late, probably. You well, originally no, yeah. wanted to record at six. I pushed well, it back you, to seven. Yeah, you, you, you I, I, I said six-ish. You immediately counted with seven. I immediately said okay. So that doesn't count as late. Seven I'm o'clock. I'm in car is, negotiation mode. That's yeah. why I had to have a counter right away. <laughs> you look, yeah. How old? What do you think about seven? <laughs> well, I don't know. Your, I, I'll, I, I'll be on your podcast right now if we can call I, it seven o'clock. You know, I'll, I'll go. I'll talk to the manager and I'll see what I can do. I don't think he's going to budge. I can maybe <laughs> do six fifteen. But, uh, but you know, honestly, uh, there's only so much I can do. So, of course, I roll in here at like 8.15. Um, yeah, at 7.40 or so, I get a text message that says butts, butts, butts. And I'm like, oh, shit. 
the fucking podcast. I didn't even have to look at who it was from immediately. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a bit of a calling card. Uh, oh, so uh, yeah, I'm blowing it more than you so far. Yes, but yes. the night is young. Well, let's wait till take seven or eight, and yeah. then we'll see. Then it's not as young as it was when we were going to be recording, but still exactly. a little young. Yes. Uh, but okay, so. Uh, <laughs> That's the segue you were waiting. For. I know. Well, I didn't. I didn't know I was waiting for it, but uh, I was just fiddling with my uh, my my Nintendo 3DS because I've been playing this game where it helps to pass other people who also have a 3DS so that uh, you can get more villagers for your village. It's it's a thing. But anyway, so it's not it's, Animal Crossing. Is no, it? no, no, no. Okay. It's a it's a game that's not actually out in America yet. They just have the demo out called Bravely Default. It's basically Final Fantasy with a different name, despite being more Final Fantasy than the last several Final Fantasy games. So maybe they're just trying to shake off the franchise name since they've done such strange things with it over the last decade. That's a, there's a lot of buzz around Bravely Default. Yeah, no, it's it seems pretty great. I'm enjoying it. You said it. shaking off the Final Fantasy name. Is it Square Enix or whoever made Yeah, Final yeah, no, it's, this is, is totally this? a Final Fantasy game by, oh, okay. by the makers of Final Fantasy, except they decided not to call it Final Fantasy. And everything uh, I've read about it, I've never read what the fuck the name means. Oh, there's it, it's got this cool, uh, aside from your typical Final Fantasy style uh, battle options, there's a couple special options for each uh, character, they all always have brave and default available as options in battle. And they're sort of a matched pair. Default is sort of a defensive maneuver, like you just go on defense and you do nothing that turn, but mm. you'll take less damage from attacks. But you also bank a battle point by doing that. Uh, and brave is a command you can use to spend a battle point to gain an extra action that turn, mm. um, or to activate a particularly special ability, maybe. Uh, so you can default and save up some battle points and then spend a bunch of battle points by braving uh, mm. to do a big walloping attack or even go into debt a little bit at the beginning of a fight and maybe take two or three actions right out of the gate hmm. uh, to maybe try and take out a particularly pernicious enemy or set up a good defensive stance if it's a complicated fight maybe. Um, so it's a, it's a neat thing. And so braving and default, bravely default. <laughs> but, uh, but so I've been trying to pass people with 3DSs so that I can... Uh, uh, get villagers to help build out the infrastructure of the village, which is sort of a metagame thing built into mm. the game. And uh, there's this street pass thing where if you pass someone on the street and you both have your 3DSs turned on, they'll say hi, and you'll sort of just sort of exchange gaming business cards and your little Nintendo Miis, your little avatars. Uh, and the moral of this story is Which that... Which just does that with an ad hoc network? Without, yeah, yeah. Does, there's no yeah, if you just come broader within, internet connectivity required yeah, for that Yeah, network. if you come within That's range of each cool. other, boom, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a neat little thing. Um, and I I, I, I turned and I was trying to get that to work today so I get more villagers because it's over at my mother-in-law's house mm. and she's got a 3DS as well. And so I was fiddling with her 3DS so we try and get them talking. And eventually did. And it didn't even work. It turns out maybe you both have to have Bravely Default for the Street Past account because mm. it turns out I actually have like six people I've passed instead of one, which is what I'd previously thought. And I was also reminded that you can set a little motto uh, that is what your me says to someone else when they're introducing when you're introducing yourself on their DS when they pass you I finally out, know yeah it turns out that I had said Butzlol as my <laughs> motto so a bunch of different random people in Portland met me saying hi I'm Josh Butzlol right and uh, and most of them are presumably kids because right. as much as uh, I, I strongly believe that 
video games are an all-ages thing and lots of adults play video games, chances are the people I passed were probably kids like, you know, on Lombard near the high school near my house. You know, it seems like the likeliest chance. Or possibly very young children who go to my mom's preschool. So mm-hmm. uh, they may have also gotten that. But uh, For sure. Seems less likely. I, I feel like I feel like the demographic of my mom's preschool is uh, more on the hippie side and less on the four-year-olds with three DSs side. You walking around blithely saying, "Hi, I'm Josh Millard, Butts Lowell," is a lot like the meetups I've been to. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, kind of, it's basically how I am in person. So it's uh, <laughs> you know it's representative at least. But uh, yeah, for sure. That's 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 uh, what butts. So yes, I'm. It's it's, it's, it's kind of a personal brand, really. Just inappropriately <laughs> saying the word butts is is part of like. You know, who people send me occasionally images that contain the word butts somehow or things that are jokes about butts, you know, so uh, I've def- definitely established that as, as a thing that's a, a my thing thing. Yeah, I think you probably have. Yes. I, we missed an opportunity for an explicit call out to your awesome mother-in-law. Yes. Gamer slash crapshoot listener. Yes. Which yes. ticks all the boxes for an awesome person. Here's here's to mind. you, Anne Marie, and she bought me lunch today. So so oh so to, to Anne Marie, and you know, speaking of which, uh, mm-hmm. listeners, uh, after I think the previous episode or or the episode before, or probably both, we sort of appealed for reviews and ratings and whatnot. And uh, uh, as you noted, there's several uh, reviews on iTunes now for the the Crapshoot page, which is very exciting and yeah, very that is exciting. gratifying. And thank you. I think all that of you, you should, did I didn't. That. We didn't talk about this ahead of time, but I think you should pledge to write a two line song for every person who's written a review so far. A two line song. Yeah, okay. just like a dun, like a bum ba da dum bum ba da dum with a little guitar. To it, it. If it's okay it for can, you, if you can rhyme their iTunes Apple ID username that appears on their review, even better. If if it's if it's okay for it to be really. Uh, uh, phoned in. Yeah, I can totally do that. I'm making that pledge right now. I will. I will make a very, very small effort to create a very nominal piece of music, or possibly a single couplet within a larger piece of music for several. If I'm feeling like getting it done economically, if you leave a review on our iTunes page, I will. I will do that. I'll try and work with the username or something else. Uh, or a specific thing they say, maybe in the yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll try and I'll try and work with what's there. Yeah, no, I, I, volunteering. I, I, let's not. Yeah, let's not get uh, <laughs> too specific about the content. Uh, but I'll try and take some inspiration from the content there. I was just going to say people who already have is kind of. Oh a, well, I can do that too, and you. I think I think that. But be if good. you want to offer it oh, as an I, open, oh, I, thing. I think I I'm I, I think as an ongoing thing, I, I would totally right. do that. Yeah, I love this. Leave review. I'll work in like five seconds of uh, you know lyrics into some sort of. Song. We could use them as bumper music. We maybe. could. We totally could. Or intro or outro. We'd need at least three or four reviews every episode to, to keep up. You know, if we're going to do that. Get but, on uh, it, people. We'll see. Yeah. So do that. Uh, Again, this wasn't something we discussed ahead of time. I just decided to on the spur yeah, of the moment to yeah, launch. Yeah, sure. Your Josh. Josh will do that. Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> He's got nothing else going on. Why not? <sighs> he doesn't do enough podcast-related work. Yeah. Seriously. Week. Yeah. I, yeah. I need. Uh, I need. I need more to keep me busy. I really like the Jacob's Ladder episode of We Have Such Films to Show You, but you sounded like shit. Like yeah, you know, I, and I meant to say this in uh, the write-up for it and forgot, but I, I had plugged in my nice uh, USB microphone, and then I totally did not stop to see if that was actually 
uh, the one that Skype was using. And so it was just pulling out the fucking built-in mic on my, my iMac. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you yeah. just got to hear my entire office sound in there instead of, like, the nice, close, crisp thing. And I, afterwards, I was like, fuck. Yeah. I hate that. Like, it's it, it's it's not even a huge deal, I don't think, necessarily. I mean, if, if, you're in, if you're listening to a podcast, especially if it's relatively steady, like there's not a bunch of changes in music and whatnot, then you'll kind of adjust to any sort of noise level. You know, not that you won't know that it's bad, but you'll sort of get used to it. Uh, So I know it's not a fucking tragedy, but at the same time, it really drives me fucking crazy. I hate, like, not that I listen to my own podcast in the first place, but that episode especially, (laughs) obviously never, never going to go back and listen to it because I'll be like, ah, fuck, I forgot to make sure my mic was on and it'll just, oh, it'll kill me. Mm-hmm. Kill me. I'm glad I brought it up. I yeah. Guess. No. Yeah. I really. Yeah. It's knife. Twi- I'm just here to twist the knife, people. On yep. Your, on your behalf, you, the listener. <laughs> if there's a knife in Josh, you want to alert me to, I'll I'll run up and twist it. If you if you if you post a picture of a knife as a review on iTunes, I will write a song about the yeah. I'll bring it into Photoshop. You've actually got a song it. about twisting a knife. It's a from years ago, just a song I wrote that happened to use that as a chorus hook. You know, I was like, "Oh, did you really?" Yeah, yeah. Oh. Maybe I'll use that as bumper music. We'll on use this it one. as bumper music yeah. for this okay. one. Hey, for once, we know ahead of time before we go to a break <laughs> what it's going to be. I mean, we got we got we got room to move here. Yeah, although not too much room because I'm almost done with this uh, gin and tonic. This is good gin. I'm really enjoying it. I had never heard of this brand. Yeah, this is really tasty. This is a uh, I, I didn't bring it down, of course, but it's a, it's a Jennifer style gin, uh-huh. and so it's got. Uh, more of this like strong herbal thing mm-hmm. um, and I realize it doesn't stand out as like crazy herbal here but I think uh, maybe you can have a little bit of sip of it straight yeah. and see what you think of it because I feel like it comes on really strong when it's being drunk like as a martini it makes a really really characterful martini yeah. uh, maybe maybe a little too much so unless that's specifically what you want but, uh, sure, sure. but yeah it, it's tasty what, what got me into gin was a bartender in Seattle who I was waiting for a friend of mine to get off work when I was going up to visit her and I just found a bar near her work which was uh, as it turned out a relatively one of these little especially boutique bars where it's not in a like real bar heavy neighborhood it's very physically small but inside it's very expensive looking and the bartender is extremely well trained so I went into one of those and it's a weeknight and there's almost nobody there and the bartender just feels like I think he just feels like he's squandering his bartending <laughs> gift so he just completely completely lays into me with all this like drink mixology knowledge all these like t- having me taste all these different things ask me where I'm from asking me what my drinking history is we had a grand old time um and uh, he, he really he talked to me for like two hours about drinks. But coming from a bourbon background and not having drank a lot of gin at the time, he just, he had me try something that's actually distilled in Oregon called Ransom Old oh, yeah. Tom Gin. Yeah, yeah, and Old this Tom. this gin is like brown, like thick, like, bre- like whiskey-looking color. Um, and it's because it's, it's made in the old-fashioned Old Tom style in which that these really, really steep the... the um, whatever the floral i forget what the right term for it is but there's just like it, taking a teeny sip of it there's like a potpourri it's like a shotgun blast in your mouth of potpourri yeah it's like a really someone, interesting really unusual like a rock gin. salt shotgun except they loaded it with potpourri instead <laughs> it's it's like it'll floor you a little bit because it's such a pungent taste um and so it was so interesting he said you know this is this is an interesting gin for someone who's coming from a whiskey background because it's really really punchy and flavorful and dark um 
and uh, and it was interesting to me. And I went home and I bought a bottle and I tried to mix with it. It's very difficult to mix with because it's so aggressive. The taste is such it has such a strong personality. Plus, really high viscosity. You know, a spoon will just get stuck in it. Yeah, you know, it's just it's physically exactly mixing it is difficult. Mean. Yes, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I know a lot about cocktails too. See. <laughs> But uh, the, anyways, that ended up being a little bit of a foot in the door with gin in general. And so I still, that's still kind of like, that's in some aspect how I'm comparing all gins. And so no gin is really that <laughs> fair enough, fair junipery enough. Or, you know, or bouquet, you know, floral potpourri flavor to me by comparison to that. But some are definitely more than others. And, you know, there's a lot of good gins out there. I really like the New Deal gins, number one and number three. Number one's more like that ransom where it's like kind of like colored. You can see that it's been yeah. uh, infused really aggressively. And then number three is just a perfect balance. That's kind of my go-to gin. Uh, everyone really loves Aviation, which is another uh, Portland an Oregon local distillery. Um, yeah, gin. I'm uh, for it. Ha- I'm in favor. Ginny Weasley? I don't get that reference. Oh, gosh. She was, oh Jesus. Man. I've been missing a lot the of references reason, today. Harry Potter. You know, it's uh, Ron Weasley's sister that Harry was dating at one point later in the series. God, how do you not know this? I, I haven't even... <laughs> I, I, I read, like, the first book and saw some of the movies and... and Here's my experience with Harry Potter. Uh, I played the demo of Lego Harry Potter on on the PlayStation, and uh, I watched Wizard People Dear Reader 20 times. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if Ginny was even in. Well, maybe she showed up in in that, but yeah, I don't think Brad came up with Maybe as a background character or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. Wizard People Dear Reader. There's oh, that that is that is amazing. It's an amazing. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! I mean, I, I can't I, even I, explain it. We we should have a we should have another showing sometime. It's it's the sort of thing where I almost want to like record a commentary on it. But how dumb would it be to record a commentary track for what is essentially a farcical commentary track <laughs> for a movie? You know, it's like it's something you can't even like really review properly. But it's it's hilarious. It's it's this thing with uh, Brad Neely is this comedian who recorded this. He basically having a relatively minimal knowledge of Harry Potter to begin with sat down and sort of composed slash partly improvised, I think, uh, uh, this lengthy uh, alternate reading of Harry Potter that he performed as a sort of spoken word narrative synchronized to the film. So you watch it like a commentary track for a film. But right. just, he calls it an audio book, but uh, yes. obviously it's, it's, it is, it's recorded in synchronicity with the film and meant yeah. to be listened to while you watch the film. Yeah, it's the sort of thing you could listen to by itself too, but with a film it really comes into its own and it's it's an amazing sort of sarcastic, weird, random, bullshitty take on 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 the first Harry Potter film that is like absolutely you have to sit through it sometime and it's one of those things where it's it, it's a strong reaction sort of thing I've I've known some people who are just like I can't fucking watch this what what are we you know like ten minutes I was like no that's yeah. no but I just it kills me I love it I, we had a showing uh, over here a few years ago where we had a wizard people dear reader party where we made a bunch of construction paper candles and hung them via fishing line from the ceiling and so there were floating candles just like in uh, the the cafeteria and and we got a bunch of people over and we showed it on our projector and oh it was it was fantastic it's magnificent and it, even even people who love it have a little bit of trouble sticking with it like especially if you put it on late at night and you're drinking and something <laughs> sometimes someone's gonna fall asleep because it really is like oh, the movie's long it's yeah. like over two hours I well think. And, and even even and it's a single droning voice going the yes. entire time but it's so magnificent yeah. it's like one of my favorite pieces of art there's sort of a there's sort of a lull to it in the narrative uh, in the middle of uh, it too which makes it even harder mm-hmm. if it's like late and dark and drunk because like that's where you could really conk out but it just it's oh it's amazing 
you know what else is amazing is getting another drink. So uh, why don't we take a break? We'll listen to my old song, Twist the Knife, which yeah. is actually it's actually kind of a it's a real downer of a song. Like it's it's not it's not a happy song. I don't know if it's even particularly short. This may not be the best choice for break music, but we're committed now because we've talked about it. So. Uh, uh, I'll play Twist the Knife and we'll... Uh, twist we'll the Knife isn't an upbeat fun song. Yeah, I know. Go figure. It's like, yeah. hey, we're going to Twist the Knife. We're going to Twist the Knife. Yeah, time to Twist the Knife. Yeah. yeah Maybe nice. we can... Uh, Actually, that is how it goes. I guess it is kind of upbeat. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I was going to say maybe we can overlay some like uh, accordion or xylophone or something yeah, fun over yeah, the top, but yeah. no, it sounds like yeah, no, you got yeah. it covered already. Yeah, no, I think it'll be pretty good. Okay, original. we'll do that. We'll be right back. Like to twist the knife you like to dig your 
Wizard people, yes, <laughs> which I could talk about all night. It's one of those things that it's like when I find a band I'm really enamored with, it, it almost always slots neatly into one of two categories for me: a band that I can tell most anybody with relatively similar taste to me about, and say, "Check them out. Maybe you'll really love them." And you know, and 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 if they may or may not, they'll, they'll at least kind of see what I see them. Or a band where I'm like. I have to sit on this one and wait, and if, maybe if there's someone I know real well, I'll be able to say, like, I've got just the shit for you, and it's going to blow your mind. We're talking about Guns N' Roses here. Of course. <laughs> but, uh, but it, you know, you, know it's, you may like some. It's something that you wouldn't just expect anybody to like, even if they have good or similar taste to you. It's, it's such a, it hits such a note with you personally that you kind of have to cater your recommendation and i think that wizard people is like that where even when i was just had just seen it i loved it so much i was bursting at the seams i still wasn't just like telling my coworkers about how funny it was because i just figured they'd go home and watch it and be like what the hell is going on here yeah um the but there's a recent project i just came across that hit that same note with me and it's called um i had to look it up because i forgot the name of it son of strulkus son of god have you heard of this i have not it's a guy named dan warren who um did a uh cut up of barack obama's reading of his own autobiography and he cuts it up into this grandiose tale of like this, this like kind of messianic figure being born into a, a world that's still in, in being formed and in turbulence. And it's so, it's really, really seamless is one of the reasons it works. It's shortish. It's like the length of an album. It's like 45-ish minutes altogether. And it's Barack Obama, love him or hate him, is, you know, this extraordinarily good orator. And it's so, like, soothing to listen to him say this like super allegorically rich uh, metaphor of his own birth from the earth and subsequent salvation of it after a long protracted uh, spirit vision quest where he meets these fearsome creatures and sees these dystopian nightmares. And it's all just from cut-ups of Barack Obama's like readings. Yeah. It's really, really wonderful. And I recommend I, it to you. <laughs> I am actively interested in that. That's a, that was a well-targeted recommendation. <laughs> and uh, anyone in the audience who is willing to give something like that a shot. Like Wizard People, it's something that's f- available for free online. Yeah. No, no, I definitely want to check that out. That's That sounds fantastic. I, uh, <laughs> in, in, in a similar vein, uh, I have recently enjoyed... Uh, 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 what's apparently been an ongoing feature on Conan O'Brien's show, 
with Jeopardy, where he does a segment basically where the premise is him saying, you know, guys, I'm, I'm kind of worried about Alex Trebek. I feel like he's maybe been uh, may, may, maybe been losing it a little bit. And mm-hmm. well, just watch this, and then they show you know a few minutes of Jeopardy where someone has done. It's so brilliant. It should have been obvious, you know, years ago, but someone finally thought of it. They 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 show on screen a clue that's insane, <laughs> and then the audio of Alex Trebek reading it. And you know, if you don't think about it, it's like, oh my god, what the what is this crazy? But what, of course, all they're doing is chopping up little bits of Alex Trebek oh, speaking yeah. a bunch of different <laughs> clues, and then it's not too hard to fake a Jeopardy clue. You just put the right font right. on screen on a blue background. So, and then they intercut it with reaction footage from uh, the players. Uh, it's it's fantastic. So yes, in a similar but much more uh, bite size and uh, lower concept method, definitely check out the Conan O'Brien uh, Jeopardy bits because oh, they're fantastic. That'll be a easy to find on YouTube type of situation. Probably yeah. If you Conan O'Brien Jeopardy, I'm sure yeah. it'll get you there. Sure. Um, but uh, I I also uh, after naming two really well done ambitious bits of professional work i also myself i won years ago years ago i picked up a copy of a book called uh the the guide to conquering video games it was like some 1982 hardback book about conquering video games in in the arcade and on the limited consoles available at the time and it was terrible you know it was just like it was dumb it was a schlocky video game guide before people had even gotten any good at writing schlocky video game guides so the whole thing was ridiculous uh but I, I took it, and I took a black magic marker. This is like on vacation somewhere. I found this cheap, and I just started doing this to kill some time. I, I started marking out large segments of text to leave what was behind became a, a some sort of a historic uh, epic called The Gee Care. And uh, it was all, yeah, I got a few pages in of this weird broken narrative of uh, conquering people and an invasion and taking them in their homes and blah, 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 blah. It helped that the prologue to this book was written in this ridiculously florid fucking language. <laughs> so it was talking about like an invasion has, you know, conquered our homes, blah, 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 blah. When it's talking about the video game revolution. Mm. So it was, it was a little bit easier to work with than it might have been if it was like the Brady guide to Resident Evil or something. Sure. But, uh, but still, yeah. So, so that one time I did like four pages of a thing that's kind of like that, but a lot less effort and not as good. But where can we see that? Uh, it's in my bedroom. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just come come over to the house and, and I'll show it to you. Yeah. Bring it's, beer. Yeah. Bring pro, beer. Pro tip from yeah. From yeah. You don't get to see it tonight. Those in the know. Because uh, you're just drinking my gin instead. So you'll have yeah. to wait till you know next time. I. You know, it's a trade off that I'll accept. Yes. You know, I want to get back to uh, the you being late thing. Uh, mm. Uh, just because you have, it seems I, I haven't heard yet, but it seems you may have a little bit of a story because oh, you were not, to, not that great of one. I, I've I've been complaining in a roundabout way about my car situation, and it's just coming to a head where I just need to be buying a car. And so, I've, because it's impossible for me to just fucking buy something without overthinking it until the ends of the earth. Um, it took me like a year to buy my television. And this is, See, it's a it, bad plan. That's right. uh, this is. I think we discussed this before. Ten or fifteen We're, times as much money. Yeah. So in my in my heart of hearts, I'd want it to so take in ten about or fifteen ten, times as yeah, much so, research, so we're, we're, and leg work, and back and forth with dealers and stuff. So like twenty twenty seven, you can buy this car. Yeah, that would be nice. In twenty twenty seven, I'm yeah. going to be. I'm really going to love my two thousand six Honda Civic. <laughs> well, and it's such buy. a deal at that point, you know. <laughs> Blue Book will be working for you. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm struggling with myself to just say fuck it, buy it, fuck it, buy it, and uh, you know, I've been taking cars for test drives and stuff. But um, today, those are your only two options with a car: (laughs) (laughs) buy it, or you just, you know, right. 
Yeah, why buy the car when you can get the sex for free? <laughs> exactly, yeah, you know. Uh, was all the stuff about uh, your mom being a penisologist off mic? Because I was going to make a joke about that, but now it won't make any sense. Yeah, it would be but, a callback. But now that yeah. you've sort of stuck a pin sort of, in it, if you forgive of, me a little of. corporate speak here, and now you can call back to this moment. Well, is, this, is that sticking a pin in it? I thought sticking a pin in it was like as in like a grenade, like you were putting a pin... Maybe that's putting the pin back in, like you're trying to unexplode it. You're going to unask yeah. a question, disarm something. Maybe, stick, maybe a sticking a pin in it is different. Maybe that's just like... Well, let me tell you, as someone who is, for reasons that, or not for reasons, but something that frustrates me is that I'm a sponge to language in ways like that. When when people, not that I'm saying this particularly eloquently, but not that you would believe it from how you're hearing me right now, but I actually pick up phrases and terms and stuff, and I, and I end up with this weird mishmash of regionalisms and stuff. Um, but that working more and more with people at kind of the directors and presidential and corporate level in my, my current role at my job, I have been sponging that shit up. And it's and I use it and I don't realize I'm using it. And I say, you know what? I don't have the bandwidth to deal with that right now. No, I hear or, you. We, you know, we, we, stick, we, we'll stick a pin in that and come back to we it. We are absolutely on the same page on this. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'd I'm, say I'm, I'm on the same page all the time. Well, yeah, almost every day. I'm so I glad we could touch base about this. That's, and I say touch base almost every it's, day. It's I'm really not yeah. I uh, it got to a point where I started using proactive like seriously, <laughs> and it's, it, you know it's kind of a shame because proactive is actually a, an, an okay word mm-hmm. for what it means. I mean, the idea of you know, approaching an, uh, something, but to some extent you could just use actively, you know, yeah. versus proactively. And, and yeah, it's been pretty, yeah. And tarnished. I say moving forward all the time, Yeah, all the time. Anyway. So to, to answer your earlier question, <laughs> sticking a pin in something means, um, let's not forget that we'll come back to it. Okay. As in like pinning it to a board or something, I guess, I yeah. guess is yeah, the yeah. analogy that's okay. being made there or whatever. Um, now or lost. voodoo doll. Uh, uh, Wait, did we stick a pin in the car thing somehow? Can I, I circle back? I, I, we, we, we I circle st- yeah, back? we're sticking See, a pin. That was in, accidental. That was nice. Yeah, that was. Uh, you're, you're you're really it's it's uh, awesome. you're you're a method uh, corporate drone. Yeah. You're really uh, you know we were sticking a pin in your mom being a penisologist. <laughs> I don't know how to unpack that sentence. <laughs> the pin is in. <laughs> So you bought, uh, did you buy a car or no, you negotiating? So, okay, okay. Yeah. So I. Th- so you th- were late and you didn't even buy a car? Man, fuck you. Well, I what have a car. The car is well, sitting outside. I, I, w- negotiations went into the night on this particular car. It's um, And there's things I like. There's things I don't like. It's something I sort of have to move on, but uh, we'll see. At the end of the entire thing, he said, you know what? You should just keep this for 24 hours and, see, and come back tomorrow, and we'll see how you like it. And I checked the paperwork that he needed me to sign, and it wasn't like any commitment to do anything. It really was like, I'm borrowing this car yeah. full stop, is yeah. all the paperwork said. Um, and so I said, all right, sure. And so now, so I'm driving the car I may potentially buy tomorrow. Um, I, I, don't, I don't love the car buying process. I completely sympathize with someone who pays someone else to do the car buying which is what we did yeah we 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 literally just uh, got a hold of a guy at my credit union uh and said hey yeah we want a mazda 3 Mm -hmm. these colors are good what can you do and he's like okay let me get back to you and the day later he's like ah here's the price it's and it was reasonable you know it was like it was uh it was not like argued down to the bone but we weren't gonna argue down to the bone ourselves and it was like it was just done and you know what 
that's that's worth you know five hundred to a thousand dollars for me in the scope of that purchase when I don't have the expertise to know that I'm going to be able to whittle down the difference myself either. So like just being done with it versus like being super fucking stressed and doing something I'm unhappy with actively and don't know if I'm going to do a good job of. Eh, but that's that's right. just me. I also Whereas don't listen to my just, own podcast. I sprint so. directly towards that stress in yeah. my life. I don't. I can't help it. It's just yeah, I just I just don't want it. I don't like it. I don't. I don't enjoy like it, it either. All. I don't enjoy it. I don't. And and cars. I mean, like they're like the opposite of computers to me. It's a it's a it's a thing that you can get endlessly deeply into if it's your gig. Oh which sure. For computers is my gig, and for cars is never going to be. And so it's just. I don't know. Well, see, and it's interesting because, like, like, I mean, I don't – I'm not totally avoidant of any kind of stress or or difficulty situation. Like, like I would say my job with Metafilter, like, I – part of why it's a good job for me is I actually get a reasonable amount of of enjoyment or satisfaction or at least, you know – sense of engagement with uh, dealing with sort of pain in the ass stressful situations sometimes there. Like, you know, I – uh, there are certainly days where I'm like, oh, Jesus, fuck, you know, but but still, you know, it's something that ultimately at the end of the day, when it's trying, it's partly because I'm doing something that I know I can do a good job of, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then I get some sort of personal satisfaction. I get a sense of like, you know, doing, you know, some some sort of good work there. Um, or video games. I, I like a lot of hard video games. I'm mm-hmm. not necessarily even super good at them. Many of them I've never you know gotten around to beating, but I still like playing them because for whatever reason, that checks a box for me like like that's like it's you know I, I get satisfaction out of vying hard against this intentionally difficult thing but uh and the whole process has been incredibly educational for me and that's kind yeah. of what i am getting out of it just despite the fact that i'm not enjoying it and i don't think it's i'm i don't even know that it's a particularly good use of my time in terms of how much effort i put into getting the deal i want on the car i want versus like how much i'm actually saving or how much better the car i happen to end up with would be if i just walked onto a dealership lot and said here's kind of what i'm looking for can you set me up with anything i don't know that it's that much better but the way i justify to myself is this is actually a really educational process i know a lot more about what cars are out there i really know a lot more about how cars are priced and how they're valued and how to have these types of negotiations. And sure, before. absolutely. And I feel like that may yeah. be things that can tie into things that are useful to me later in life. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I think there is value. I mean, I don't mean to, I, I don't mean to say that it's crazy to go through the process. It's just, it's just so aggressively not for me. It's like, yeah. I, 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 mean, I don't like shopping in general. I like, yeah. I like buying. Like, I, I, I like knowing the thing that I need and getting that thing. You know, and the actual shopping process is just like, oh, it's fucking, it's. It, it's it's terrible. It's it's like yeah. pulling my own fingernails. Well, it's not that bad. I'd rather shop. <laughs> yeah, and, and but, it's something know. that I feel like I, I'm going to get so much out of the first time around in, that I'm not going to get if I were to do this again in five or six years that I just yeah. wouldn't. I, I don't think I will ever put this much effort into this process again. But I think yeah. at least once in my life I should. Yeah, and you'll and you'll have that groundwork to know how to sort of size up the situation sure. next time you need to do it, which is sure. nice. So the um, the guy I'm working with, the dealer, um, his he had a couple stories that were a little bit funny and goofy, but he was in he was delighted by my stories about the previous cars I owned, <laughs> and the, and it's because I have treated cars in my life so badly. You don't have a deep history with car ownership, right? No, I have a I have a deep history of car non ownership. Right, and we I, I, have, this I, have a, I have a long the Chris Barker yeah, episode. Right? Yeah, I, I have plenty of stories about riding the bus, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no no car stories. I can I, I the, the my start car stories are basically the cars that people I was close to owned, and none of them are very complicated. But there's the the Audi four thousand that we had when I was a kid. 
that made me think an Audi was basically a Volvo. So now seeing something like a, a, a Quattro around, like, how is that an Audi? It doesn't make sense to me because I'm like, no, it should be a shitty, boxy, crappy car that runs badly. That's that's what an Audi is. Uh, and we had we had minivans as a kid. Uh, you know, we had a couple different minivans when I was growing up, uh, which I didn't understand why it was such a big deal because, like, obviously a minivan is what you want because there were four kids in my family. And mm. so you kind of <laughs> – I didn't know that. Yeah, I? yeah. I no, I don't, so. I don't know. I got two older sisters and a younger brother. And, oh, okay. Um, I mean, I knew you had a brother. I, I yeah. can't remember. How, we haven't really talked about your family. You yeah, haven't we, really born this <laughs> to, to the world. <laughs> that's a whole, that's a whole, it'll be at least an episode by itself, I'm sure. But uh, um, yeah, so they, like, and, and, and Angela, my wife, she had a... Born being the past of, tense of bear yeah, to yeah. the world. Not not born as I in the... I don't mean like uh, we've had a kid together as far as you know. Yes. Okay, sorry. Go yes. ahead. Yes. I interrupted you. Uh, although we have had several children together. Uh, you and I? Yes, with the help of your mom, the penisologist. Right. Um, yes, Angela had a Honda Civic for many she years. She does good work, but I'm not going to give her business name or phone number until she pays for a sponsorship of the yeah, show. Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Okay, sorry. Um, go ahead. <laughs> I guess that's all I had. Is Angela's got a Honda Civic. You know, she grew up uh, mm-hmm. growing in a Honda Civic and had that for many years and finally got rid of it. But, uh, but that, that reminds me... Uh, it, that doesn't really remind me. I was driving around today with Angela, and uh, we saw <laughs> um, a couple of dogs. And Angela said, "Hey, uh, do you think you know the two people on opposite sides of a sidewalk? Uh, you know, and each of them had a dog, and they were sort of looking at each other. And, and she was like, "Oh, hey, they're having a dog off.'" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> if, if the both of those dogs were named Jack, they'd be having a, a Jack off." And and then she just politely declined to upbraid me for that, which uh, you know she's. Uh, She's a nice person. Dog off is sort of a funnier joke than it is. It is. I just, I just, I just had to. Yeah, for some reason, I had to go there, and I was yeah, like, uh, afterwards, I, I re- for you, it's like scratching an itch. You're not trying to like. Yeah, no, it's it's very involuntary. You're not trying to make an awesome joke every time. I it's may, just like you have to say it because it's there. I, I think I, I may have mentioned this on a previous podcast, but I did. Uh, I I gave up for basically the entirety of. Uh, 2012, I think I, I gave up your mom jokes. Mm. Like I just, uh, I, I just my mom in particular. Stu- yes, yeah. yes. Well, I, I mean, penisology is nothing to joke about. Um, so I, I just gave them up because I found myself really reflexively saying them, and so I just stopped saying them out loud for a month, and like you know, like for for a year, and and, and like once a month I would say one on the internet uh, to friends, and then I would say, okay, that's the month, you mm-hmm. know, and and I I started sort of waiting until there was one that I liked, and I would sort of like let it out, and then I'd be okay, and then that's it, and it really did help because I stopped super reflexively making them, which I was really kind of doing. It was weird. Um, your mom was weird. You know, it was like that level of just like random interject, yeah. just find a sentence. Um, but and I, I wrote a blog post about this, and I, I sort of talked about it in a cup in an IRC channel I hang out on. And and so the other day, uh, I, I I I was thinking something about the goose that laid the golden egg. I was like, how can you turn this into a mom joke? And I was just like trying to. And so I didn't make a tweet. I couldn't even just make a tweet of a, your mom joke. I had to make a tweet about the fact that I had been workshopping the joke. Your mom was the goose that laid the every dude in town, ta- the golden every dude in town, which is like so stilted, mm. but that's kind of the charm. And mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know where I'm going with. I just uh, remembered that I made that joke. And but yeah, it's it's like it's okay. So so where I was going with that is uh, the guy, <laughs> uh, a guy who knew that I'd given up. Is like, hey, I thought you gave up making your mom jokes. And I was like, hey, I never gave up making them. I just gave up saying them out loud. Mm. Hashtag dry drunk. Because yeah, it never went away. I never mm-hmm. stopped thinking. Of your mom jokes, I just got that shit 
largely under control, but uh, it's still right. It was so one, yeah, one day at a time. Exactly. So so uh, the jack off was basically the same, like you say. It's like scratching. It's 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 an impulse. I I can't mm-hmm. help it. I'm, Dog off is kind of a cute joke, though. I like that. Yeah, no, I, it was it was the better joke because uh, there's no like sexual double on top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Instead of, instead of just being a disgusting joke about masturbation, it's like you know, it's it's a nice little right. image. Like neighbors just like you know, dogging at each other. Like you know, hey, yeah, there's my dog. Yeah. I didn't even get that far with it. They just yeah. both had dogs and they were yeah. having well, a dog well, competition. Well, of some I'm just sort. yeah. That, I'm not saying that's the definitive read. I'm just saying that's part of the narrative that can come out of it. Like that's why it's a nice, <laughs> nice little nice little image. Um, <laughs> Are we at break time, or should we keep going? Uh, I think we can take a little break. Okay, let's take, take a little, a little break. break and, uh, we'll let's break back. down. Yeah, hammer time. Hey guys, what a great podcast says podcast consumer number five. Hey guys, what a great podcast says podcast consumer number five. This is very funny. Very funny. Stop and enjoy. This is Mike. Mike. Says I hope they keep it. Hope they keep it. I think we'll keep it up. Mike. S U S C. David Trudeau says he loves this show. Almost as much as he loves butts, or maybe he loves the show almost as much as butts love it. It's ambiguous. T.K. Kadera listened and heard an interesting fact about pronouncing a word. Yeah, but now doesn't have to rhyme with anal, but you can say it if you want to. I love you. So just listen to it, says C.K. Just listen to the raptions of C.K. Just listen to it, just listen to it Just listen to the raptions of C.K. Kadera Five stars And we're back. As usual, missing the best part of the conversation yes. while we're on break there. Uh, um, I wanted to just ju- d- double back a little bit because... Uh, just to give you a perspective of where I'm coming from in the car buying realm, I, um, you know, I've only owned cars that I've treated really, really heinously in my life. And I, um, it's a little bit of just being a teenager and 20, whatever year old, and a little bit of just kind of my hedonistic fuck it all attitude. And especially with regards to like possessions where I don't really, I didn't like the idea of, keeping something pristine i just liked the everything being destroyed all the See, time and that's interesting to me because like I, I don't i don't intentionally try and fuck my stuff up but at the same time i have a kind of utilitarian approach to things where part of the reason i think part of the reason i don't like shopping too much is i just kind of want a thing to do the thing it's supposed to do and i don't really care if it's like nice looking or in pristine shape as long as it's in good working shape so sure. I, it's like I, I think those sort of go together for me like I don't want to shop like crazy for something that's just going to get fucked up anyway uh, so yeah it's, it's anyway right but, yeah. right and, and it's you know the, this whatever car I end up buying whether it's the one sitting outside right now or another one it's going to be a, I'm going to be treating it differently I anticipate <sighs> at least uh, than other cars I've had in my life is this a turning point for you or are you feeling like uh, an adulthood a moment leaf yeah yeah is it a leaf is it, is no. it oh okay <laughs> 
Although that's not a bad car, as I understand <laughs> if, it. Because you'd be off to a really bad start if you had turned it over already. Yeah. Well, unless you mean like just the turning the motor. It's over, upside down on your lawn right yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Just deal that with it a, after we're done. Yeah. Recording. Okay. But no, I mean my first car. You know, my t- what I would call my teenage car was a. 1985 Toyota Corolla manual five-speed. And um, one of the first things I did with it was, um, I I don't even know where to start with the whole litany of problems that it had by the time I was done with it. But one of the first things I did with it was, uh, you know, I left it with the windows down and it rained overnight. And I jumped in the car in the morning and I uh, I put it in reverse and I started rolling backwards and I hit the brake and because I realized that my seat was sopping wet. I'm like sitting in a puddle and it's going through my pants and I'm late for school. I'm 16 years old. And I'm like, this is bullshit. So I jump out of the car and I'm like, I'm going to go inside and get a towel or something. But I jump out of the car with it still in gear. So it's in reverse. And I open the door and step out of the car. And as I step out of the car, obviously I step off the clutch and this car starts driving backwards with the driver's side door open. And the driver's side door hits a propane tank and just peels straight back around <laughs> against, you know, so just 180 degrees from where it's supposed to be if it's closed. And I and I said some swear words. <laughs> and uh, from then on, I, I became really famous in my small town of Ukiah, California. I, maybe famous might be overstating it, but recognized by strangers on a semi-regular basis because my car was such that I had taken just heavy rope and put it around the top of the car. Like I rolled down the the driver and passenger side windows, put a rope through the windows and over the top of the car a few times and tied it so that the doors were roped shut. And so to get in and out of the car, I would have to jump in the rolled down window. Yeah, you do a Duke's a Hazard. Duke's a Hazard, right. I was just wondering if like a Bo or Luke Duke ever ended up like filing suit over back injuries incurred (laughs) jumping through that window. Uh, I was seriously wondering about that today, which is a dumb thing to wonder about. (laughs) But it turns out God had a plan for that fucking idle brainstorm. So. (laughs) But that shit delights people because after a couple weeks of doing that, um, you get really good at it. And your legs just kind of slot in between the steering wheel and the, you know, the seat where you kind of your legs have to jump. And you, I can literally just walk up to the car and just kind of jump in the window, right? I mean, at first you kind of have to sit on the window's ledge and swing your legs over and kind of slide yourself, shimmy yourself in. But you can really, after a little bit of practice, especially yeah. with this very small, very low car, you basically just jump in the window and then you're ready to go. And it's really fun. <laughs> Um, it's kind of fantastic. But people, you know, people see you doing that. The car's beat up in various other ways. For example, the headlights are supposed to flip up when you turn them on. One of those motors broke right away. So it's kind of like the one sleepy, drunky, winky eye issue there going on where they were pointing in different directions. What, what was this? Was this a Fiero maybe? No, it was an 85 Corolla. Oh, okay. Oh, right. You already said. Um, I just don't listen to anything you say. No, that's okay. I just, I'm just sitting here. I'm thinking about the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Uh, I mean, his That's name was Luke Duke. Yeah. Luke Duke. Who does that? Who names their kid like that? Probably. probably you know, you didn't yeah, see their parents around? It's because as soon as he was old enough to handle a knife, he killed his parents. Oh. It's like, name me Luke Duke. Just stab five-year-old, stabbing him to death. Couldn't be that he was just mad and he moved away. He had yeah, the hazard, them. the hazard in this show was him. Mm. He was the hazard. The second car in the car I'm currently driving is a 2001 Toyota Corolla. So once again, but this this is an automatic and and one that um, this was the car I've been driving through my 20s for the most part, and um, it's it's one that I have friends with which I have a interest in. This is difficult to describe describe, but we really don't care about each other's property, and so 
he has gone through cars where I or someone at my bidding has like broken a window on it or kicked it or put a big dent in it or whatever. I mean, there's just, and then, you know, there's been like long weird nights where we end up like ramming our cars into each other. And that stuff. seems like really it's, normal, non-sociopathic behavior. Yeah. yeah no, that's right. Yeah. So it, it, there's a whole context to this that I think would make it make more sense, but is probably beyond the amount of time that I have to really explain it. But um, we just are kind of assholes and have been ever since we were able to drive. But it's it's and a it's a shared it's other. a shared assholery. Right. You're saying it's sort of an right. understanding. And so I you know even before the my recent troubles with this car, it has various dings and dents. It has you know the it, other parts of it have failed that I haven't been able to fix. By the, the recent troubles, you mean the Civil War? Yeah. The uh, attempt to emancipate the the slaves. Yes, that's yeah, what I okay. mean. And so the inside of the door handle is like a piece of um, a, a, a chunk of coat hanger that I've strung through the door to activate the latch. I mean, it's really like a joke. Like you look at it and it's like 60% made of duct tape and the rest is bits of the original car that was once there. And then if, after that, my more recent stuff where I got T-boned by someone, I someone broke into it, there's, you know, someone tried to break into it a different way and ruined the <laughs> lock. And so, so I'm like, I'm, I'm out of lock, door handle, window. It's the whole thing is a nightmare. Um, but uh, this is to, a new, uh, to the guy selling me my potentially the new, next car I buy. He's delighted. He loves these <laughs> stories. He's falling over himself. Anyways, that's longer than I intended to spend. Well, it, that, it was it was uh, it was evocative. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, 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 you have nothing to apologize for about that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Does that give me negative one apology point for the people keeping score? Oh, yes, I, I think so. It, you okay. just defaulted, so oh, now yeah. you can you can brave next time you fucked up, and you'll get a. Fuck up twice. Oh, yeah. um, you know when you were telling me about Bradley Default, I couldn't stop thinking about um, Mike Tyson's punch out when he got a um, when he basically uh, when he hit Glass Joe in the groin. Yeah, and he got the little yeah, you get a star, little star. Yeah, and that's super satisfying. Yeah, ting. I don't know how to describe the sound you get, but that was a really good. Yep, one. that was pretty. Yeah. And then punch that guy in the balls was great. Just punch that just, I, I yeah. would just play the. I would just beat Glass Joe and then I'd reset this. Any yeah, ass like, and do it again. Glass just do it again. again. Yeah. Everyone else, you had to wait for an opening and just punch him at specific times. Glass him, Joe, you, you could just, just wail. You can knock the hell out of him. Yeah, yeah he was. Sure. He was not a very good boxer. <laughs> uh, speaking, of, this is this is like this is officially the car episode, I guess, yeah. uh, because I want to uh, I want to talk about car naming versus demographics and sort of return to the the big big question idea that we talked about many episodes ago. We've yeah, had so many yeah. episodes we could say many episodes ago. How exciting is that? Because we haven't talked about the moon thing in a while, so I figure we got to do something else. And my question it still is, comes up in my life a lot. Does it? Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah, literally good. yesterday. So um, does it cut like slowly over the horizon? It comes up the moon. I'm talking about the the actual moon, the horizon mm. coming wait, up, hold on, like hold rising. On. Wait, wait, wait. Like moonrise. It's like sunrise, but with the moon. Like it, it appears to move in the sky, but it's actually the earth wait, is slow rotating. Down. You're going a mile a minute here. The moon. It's, a, it's, it's the lunar body. It's the big, bright, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I feel like this works a little bit better visually. <laughs> Maybe. It does on radio, but I'm really enjoying this pattern. I liked you telling that earlier story about uh, you forgot to plug something in and you made a jerk-off motion with your hand. Yeah, and you yeah, said, it was good. And yeah. you didn't no, even no, notice jack off, your headphones yeah. were off. It, it, it's, you, it's, a, it's a motion like two dogs. It's a jack-off motion. Two dogs named Jack. You were uh, jacking off two to dogs, yes. Dogs, okay. because the moon came up, and so I'm a lycanthrope, but only for masturbation. I uh, <laughs> once again, <laughs> hello to my mother-in-law. Um, 
But okay, so so okay, car demographics. Here's a big question: car demographics. Cars get names, some of which are evocative of place names. you can go and leave us yes. a review right. For yes, the go, go right, right to iTunes and yeah. Um, so there's a <laughs> cars. Some some cars are named for you know regions or cities or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the question is, does this affect the saleability of them in that region? Like, does does a Dodge Dakota sell better? in North and South Dakota proportionally than it does baseline, you know, otherwise, you know, compared to similar makes proportionally selling in those regions. Uh, does does uh, Malibu sell better in Malibu? Um, is there a consistent trend towards selling better or is there an inverse of it? Does it vary by place? Like do people in Malibu like look at a Malibu and say, oh, fuck no, hmm. I'm not driving that. That's not my thing. Whereas people are in, in, in North Dakota are like, yeah, fucking drive a fucking Dakota. Yeah. Hmm. You know, it's, uh, so I'm because there's all these cars that do this. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are because. I, I really have no idea. I mean, some some more cars more generally named like the Toyota Tundra or whatever are, are such are so named because they're particularly suited to that climate or that kind of area. I don't I mean, I don't know anything about a Dakota or a Rio or a, um, what was the other one you said? Uh, the Malibu. Malibu. I, I, I just I can't even picture those cars. So I don't know if they're like designed for the driving conditions in that particular area yeah. or if they just think that there's a cachet around that name that they can play. Well, off yeah. Of. And I don't know if there's really driving conditions you even need to think about it like Malibu. I mean, it's uh it's California, right? Malibu is that California or is it Florida? It's one of those two or something. I don't know. I don't know where places are. I don't know where <laughs> Malibu is. I guess I'm realizing as part of the thing here. I think Miami uh, is maybe what you're thinking of in Florida. Well, yeah. I, I, like I want to say Malibu's California. Like it's right. like Malibu's, surf. In, Malibu's uh, USSR. Oh, oh, right, yeah. right, right. It's near Moscow. Yeah. Uh, well, but but you know, I mean, if, if you it, sold a car better. Purely based on the name, why wouldn't you name ever? Why would no company ever name a car after our most populous cities? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, the city's not necessarily the best place for driving, so maybe it's maybe it's a risk benefit thing. Because yeah, no one's ever put out a Boston, as far as I know. All right, or in New York, San Francisco, yeah. Portland, L.A., Seattle, Seattle, like an almost picture a car called yeah like an electric car called the seattle yeah, light or something you know it yeah. seems like they could lyric. well and, and but maybe it's not just places i mean there's other demographics like like maybe maybe the the mustang mm-hmm. sells particularly well among male horses yeah that's yeah you know i think true. that could work right. uh I, I was talking to angela about this earlier she 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 said the nissan versa maybe that sells especially well to people who work for or read vice because you know vice versa it would you know um that one's a stretch I don't know. Is it? Though? I like I dog mean, off better as a yeah. joke, generally. Maybe, maybe, maybe Fords sell particularly well to people who enjoy the Oregon Trail because mm-hmm. they want to like that's what they're that they see a river. There's like I'm gonna fucking you know I'm gonna Ford the. Pe- it's possible. Dodges may sell well to people with particularly high dexterity scores. Right. I feel like I'm doing all the heavy lifting on this. I just like, can't think of one. Just just think of it. Like, you are th- you like are people, doing all the heavy lifting. Like, like people like 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 like. Do you think people who uh, are studying under a master mentor are particularly likely to buy a Mazda Protégé. What's your car? Uh, we drive a Mazda 3, which sells a particularly well to people who are named 3. Uh, named 3? Yes. Not the idea. age of 3. Or, is or not people who have, maybe, maybe people, it, I, I think it probably does well among 3-year-olds as well. Right. I mean, obviously affluent ones, the average 3-year-old isn't going to be buying cars, but, you know, relatively rich 3-year-olds would probably, mm-hmm. you know, just get cars because right. they were crying and they the pooped their pants. Yeah. Whereas the Mazda 5 does better in the slightly older demographic. Oh, sure. Understood. Uh, the Nissan Leaf. 
uh, big with Ents. They just mm-hmm. they you know both both for the name and also for the you know fuel efficiency there prove of the environmentally friendly approach to vehicle design there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chevy Volt. Every member of Mars Volta owns a Chevy Volt. Is is what I'm guessing. I don't think my brain works the way yours does for these jokes. I just, I, I really, can't, I haven't been able to think of one even as terrible as the ones that you're saying. I'm struggling. You know what? You know it sells really well on Saturn. <laughs> the Nova. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. That's actually that's that's the only car Heather Nova will mm. buy is is the the Chevy Nova. Actually, I okay. So that's I was thinking I that, that I, I was making a astronomy connection there. No, thought, you, you did an then, okay uh, job. I just had thought about that earlier and oh. the idea of making. Basically, I'm being selfish and running with my own bit instead of yours. Um, I, no, please, you can run with. Yeah, but, there uh, was no my bit. Well, I was going to say what what if what if what if there was a name that was named uh, a, a name that was named a car that had the same name as you do. Mm-hmm. What if you were like required to buy that car? Like, what if Adam a, Corolla could only buy a Corolla? There is a car manufacturer called Holden. Is there? Yeah. Why are you not driving that? I think they they might still be. See, this is where my knowledge completely falls apart in spite of my earlier monologue about how much I now know about cars that I didn't used to know. I still know piddly shit in the grand scheme of things. But I think Honda or uh, sorry, Holden was a car manufacturer that got subsumed into a larger one pretty quickly. And so there's not a lot of stuff driving around with the the Holden plate on it. But uh, I think Australia or somewhere they were still selling them for a few years, and you can still find them here and there. But it's part of it. It's they. I, I think when they got subsumed into a different manufacturer, they, lost, they dropped the name really abruptly. So named for Holden Caulfield, I believe it was a catcher no, for me. vehicle. For well, me, that, it was oh, named for okay. me. Oh, okay. Right. You're like, Holden Caulfield. I had no, no like, idea. Like the Toyota Corolla Man, is named for Adam Corolla. I'm such a like phony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, I, I think that would be a good. Cause, well, I, I'll tell you why I think that would be a good idea. If, yeah. if you had to buy, if there was a car name for you, you could only buy the car. Because then, like, really rich industrialists could, like, fuck with each other really, really bad. Because, hmm. like, Henry Ford, uh, he was ahead of the game because he could just drive a Ford. And then he, he could make, he already knew how to make a decent car. So, like, he wasn't stuck. But He like, really prognosticated this plan that you're setting yeah, forth. Yeah, basically. He, he, he laid out the groundwork. But, uh but 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 like if you really if you had a nemesis and you had a lot of money sitting around uh you could intentionally spin up a bad automobile company you could like 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 if if you really really didn't like uh a Paris Hilton mm-hmm. like like you're Nicole Ritchie and the two of you've had a falling out Nicole Ritchie starts up you know Hilton Auto you know and she makes the Hilton shit bag I, I I was trying to improvise and I stumbled a little bit trying to get shit bag out there. I didn't know that was the word I was going to say, but yeah. And it would just be like, it would be a terrible three-wheeled car that explodes if you put it in reverse. And then Paris would be like, fuck. According to international celebrity law, I guess this is what I'm driving now. Well, it only fuck you, to Nicole. celebrities or it applies to all of us? Well, no, it applies to everybody, but, but, but I think it would be these sort of hijinks would mostly happen with celebrities or, you know, Industrial recluses, perhaps. I mean, sure. you could have someone who's very rich and not out in the public eye. Certainly, could also get up these hijinks. They could create, like you know, and the, everyone the, else is just collateral damage in this big ego battle between people's exactly. Yeah. If you changed your name, would you then untether yourself from their? I think so. I think that'd be car? fair. I think you could legally change your name to get out okay. from under uh, that that thumb. Okay. Uh, I maybe Paris Hilton has to stay at Hilton hotels too. Maybe she's like. 
you know, it's an obligation. It'd be the same sort of thing. I think probably does. I think basically if, if there's anything in any industrial sector or market sector that is named like you, you have to, I think that would be, I think that'd be interesting. You could come up with a really, really terrible varietal of Apple. And like someone like like if your nemesis really enjoys a Brayburn or a Jonah Gold apple, you could just you know come up with a Jankowski apple instead, and then it'd be like fuck. You'd they would only be able to eat your shitty like you know sour crab apple Jankowski varietal, and they'd have to give up their Jonah Golds, and they'd just be it would be it would be crushing. It would be it would be an epic. This is basically basically I. I don't think the Illuminati as popularly conceived in conspiracy literature exists, but I think it exists in this format. I think this is what the incredibly power shadow, shadow figures in the world are doing. They're doing this kind of really, really petty, fuck with each other, bored stuff because they don't actually want to destroy the, you know, the way the world works in their escalating battle of wills. They actually want to keep things going along because it's reasonably profitable and, you know, hey, you know. I mean, like Mitt Romney didn't actually want to be president. He was just putting on a good show because he lost a bet with someone. Mm. Uh, and it was either run for president or have them, you know, start up the the Mitt Romney penisologist uh, line of automobiles, uh, which would also, again, with a collateral uh, damage, that would be terrible for your mom. So... Because she's a penisologist. Wait, so now your job title? Comes oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, other, other major identifying factors, too. I didn't say that, but it was in my head, so it counts. Oh. I was thinking it in anticipation of going in this direction with it. Uh, but one trumps the other if there was a... I think they all apply. Well, oh, that's a good question, actually. Maybe you could go to an arbitrator. I think I feel like name would trump profession. Okay. But maybe you would actually do it on like a rarity scale. Because like, like, I feel like if your name was Miller... And your profession was penisologist. Penisologist is a more rarefied uh, identifier, and so that would be the one that would be and the, the Trump Illuminati card. is funding all the arbitration and oh, yeah. enforcement. Oh yeah, they're of very this they're they're very generous. They're policy. you know you, you say what you will about them, but they have they have very giving hearts. They're willing to foot the bill for a lot of the stuff. They figure, hey, we've got more money than other people. We can at least provide some of this arbitration infrastructure for resolving disputes related. But to also, our it seems like enforcement insane. is your primary. Issue. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a uh, it's because enforcement you have is not to hard. literally put every human being in jail. Well, no, not. In jail, it's it's more of a consequence. It's more of a mafioso thing, you know. But uh, at a more existential level, it's, it's more like, hey, it's a, it's a nice uh, it's a nice driving a car named for your career a penisologist you got going on here. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. And then they're like, but I want something to happen to it because because I don't like it. And they're like, ah, that's not what I meant. You know what I meant? And I was like, I don't know what you mean. Uh, you, 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 and they're like, you know, hey, your Asperger's is not my problem. Look, the point is, you drive in the car. And and they're like ah, I don't know I have trouble Jewish with, and yeah suddenly, yeah very yeah. very Jewish mobsters Jewish right. mobsters are the best mobsters yeah I I feel like uh, Woody Allen probably made a movie with that premise right I I I don't know of one but it seems like he could have so this isn't there's no laws saying you have to do this there's just Illuminati figures show up and pressure you yeah into no doing I think so it? I think so this is this is actually where the Men in Black thing comes from it's actually people who uh, were being pressured to buy cars they didn't like because their names were similar. But my my name's Holden, and there is a car called Holden, and I've never been pressured. Well, I'm not. They aren't a hundred percent about this stuff. There's okay. exceptions. You know, if you know somebody, you know somebody. Like, say, if you know a, a guy who decided to do a podcast and invited you to be on his podcast, sure. and, and you were co-hosting, and he knew some people, and he was like, "Hey, don't give him a hard time about the Holden." Uh, hypothetically, I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing things out there. I don't I don't I don't have a specific example in mind, but you know, 
Right, but yeah. I've been a car owner much longer than I've been doing this podcast with you. And or also, have I feel you? like we co-founded this or podcast. Have you? Well, also. I don't know. I, I, I think I suggested <laughs> it and you agree that I think is what happened. I mean, we oh, are, we are, we are in that. my yeah. basement. and we, we are in your basement. We are drinking my booze. You know? And one, we are for once one, Basically, what I'm saying is if you show up once without bringing me free beer, everything goes out the window and you're under the thumb of the Illuminati. So uh, <laughs> when you go outside... It's not going to be whatever the fuck you drove here. It's going to be a Holden, and it's not going to run well because okay. uh, they haven't made those in a while. So this is this is a this is all coming to the point that I should have brought beer. Is exactly, basically. This except is not because it's all just a dream. Thank you for listening to We Have Such Films to show you. <laughs> this has been the Jacob's Ladder review. Uh, <laughs> this is what comedians call a long fucking walk. Yep. <laughs> I liked it though. I yeah, I didn't. That. I didn't. I, I, I wasn't particularly trying to go there. It's just, uh, I. That, 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 it's actually what comedians call a desperate dismount because oh. I didn't have any. I didn't have anywhere to go with that. Uh, I did mean to ask what. What is it that you're uh, currently borrowing? It's a 2006 Honda Civic Hybrid. Oh, okay. and the uh, downside of buying a hybrid is. Um, is that the to replace the hybrid battery packs is extremely expensive. It's yeah. in the thousands of dollars. So buying a used one is a little bit of a crapshoot. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is the word that the dealer yes. used with me multiple really? times today. And it, it was all I could do to not explain to him with a podcast I'm on. You know, actually, I want to I wanna say, uh, yeah, well, you, you should have, obviously. Maybe, like, endear yourself and get a nice discount. Right, we could have nine reviews. Yeah, right. we could have them on the show in exchange for knocking a grand off the price, you know. Yeah. Just, sounds to me. Yeah. Uh, the Crapshoot. So I still I still really like this name for this podcast. It's never changing. The Crapshoot is the name of this podcast, and I embrace yeah, the Yeah, and the you poly- are, deserve 100% credit for that, too, for the record. You know, Thank you. You would have brought Thank this you. up, but that's, that yeah, was your it, name, it, and I thought it, it was perfect. Yeah. And uh, and still do, but 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 I I I follow things on I I follow search strings on Twitter via TweetDeck to keep an eye on things. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I start a project, I throw it out there. Like well, whenever I start a project that I mention on the internet, I I plenty of shit that are like I'm no one's ever gonna see it because like I made it. And it's like oh I made that okay fine. Right, like that I video game guide that you crossed out. What? Like that video game guide you crossed out all the words for. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, that's not going to get a lot of chatter, I don't think, because I did it by myself six years ago and never told anyone. Right. Until now, <laughs> adding that to the Twitter search string. What was the people, name of it again? Key Gare, spelled in an unlikely way. <laughs> uh, or Geek Hair, rather. See, I can't even say the name right consistently. But anyway, the point yeah. is I, I, I we, we started the crapshoot, and then I added crapshoot uh, to the, 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 the Twitter search string. Um, and you got a bunch of people talking about hybrid car batteries? No, I actually got a bunch of people talking about sports Ooh. is the really interesting thing. Huh. When people use the phrase the crapshoot on Twitter, like one time out of 10, maybe they're talking about our podcast. And usually it's because it's like maybe someone who was on the podcast saying, oh, hey, I was on the crapshoot. So like we get one of those every time, you know, someone we know is on. And uh, and then the rest of the time is people talking about sports almost always, and people have been talking about the crapshoot that is the playoffs, the crapshoot that is you know this team, the crapshoot that is this sport, and I had no idea that it was like. I mean, I don't want to say super strongly correlated with that because there's just not that many tweets. People don't use this word that much on Twitter apparently, mm. which is kind of. There's 400 million tweets a day, so if I see like a couple tweets that use the phrase "the crapshoot" every day or two, obviously it's not a word that's in serious regular usage on Twitter. But uh, but when it is, it really is. It's all about sports, mm-hmm. and I had no. And I kind of wonder if anybody ever is like, "Oh, is this a is this a sports podcast?" 
because it's really mm. yeah it's not really I, I mean unless penisology is a sport right but I don't should we migrate the name of the podcast to more untilled soil no no I think it's fine we could change okay. it to the crapshoot this is not a sports podcast sure but that feels a little bit wordy so I think we should, I think we should just stay the course right I think we should just keep, shoot, keep our podcast. eye on the 10 yard line and you know push forward try and get some play action going and yeah for sure yeah yeah, drive that was a goal. good audible three yeah, quarters of the way through yeah. that story. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel like uh, it was a little bit shaky, but then uh, you know I uh, got a nice pick and uh, yeah. put it in the layup. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it was a uh, it was it was par. You know. Yeah. Alley uh, in there for par. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a real uh, solid. I've been watching Caprica, the the prequel to Battlestar Galactica, yeah. and uh, and I'm enjoying it actually. But I do have a complaint. They they bring back whatever the fuck that. Uh, sp- football slash baseball slash whatever oh, sport yeah, that pyramid pyramid, pyramid yeah, yeah that they had in the original uh well, well the original remake i don't know if it was in the original series maybe it was was but in any case it was totally the original original was pretty short I well, think, well right? the original original was uh it went on for a couple seasons it, it was really terrible but i watched the pilot a while back and oh my god it's so fucking bad it's like really this this was on TV and they kept making it. It was really, oh, Jesus mm. Christ. It was like the ham, the villain, like, like Battlestar Galactica, like got a bit scenery chewy at time, like the, like the remake, but, sure. but still like the villains were like interesting. And the villain in the original one, the betrayer dude, like a Baltar was like the betrayer among the humans who betrayed the humans and worked with the Cylons in the original Battlestar Galactica. And in the pilot of the show, he's some like slightly chubby dude in a toga who is like totally cackling and monologuing about his betrayal. And it's so fucking terrible. It's Mm. amazing. It was like, holy shit, I can't believe this is as bad as it is. Like I rewatched the A-Team pilot a couple years back and it was really bad, but it wasn't this bad. Mm. Like it's, I don't understand I think a lot of people, I feel like when it was announced that Battlestar Galactica was getting remade, a lot of people were like, really? And I didn't really have strong feelings either way. And now I understand, because like, who the fuck would watch the pilot of the original Battlestar Galactica and say, you know what this should be? This should be a show that we do again. It was. I didn't pick up a lot of that. I, I, re- I remember knowing of Battlestar Galactica kind of in the periphery of my nerdosphere. And uh, anyone who knew enough about it to have an opinion was obsessed with it that's yeah in, i don't know. My, you know it was just a show that was on tv on reruns scope, in the summer yeah. for me as a kid and it was like it was one of many lousy shows where i thought i should like this but like i liked watching the ships take off the triangular ships mm. taking off and mm-hmm. you know out of the the battle star i guess but like that was the only part i liked i was like oh maybe it's star wars i don't remember the scene no it's this shitty show that's terrible mm. i remember distinctly one scene from the original Battlestar galactica series where uh, uh, Starbuck, I think, back when he was uh, Dirk Benedict, uh, maybe it was him, was lifting weights in a gym. And, uh, and, but it was the future. And so he was lifting weights that weren't even there. It was just a couple of pads like on his palms and he was pressing against them. He's obviously really, you know, really struggling. And, and then he got a call and so he turned them off. And it was like, oh, and I was like, this is shitty oh, this is well, just this is I have and, a soft spot for I, shit like that i i kind of do too i mean i there's lots of shit that Unfeasible, i like so it's unnecessary tech yeah i mean this is this is me but that's for whatever reason extrapolated from things that we have now that there wouldn't necessarily be any call for in the future in the first fucking place yeah yeah 
It's like it's like when the CRTs are really big yeah. in the science fiction <laughs> from the sixties. Like, oh my god, TVs will be so huge. Right. And now, I mean, they've gotten bigger, but they also got not shitty, which they never right. did in science fiction because they right. had to still use an actual TV or right. effects. Computer so. calculate seventeen times twenty five. Yeah, it's like oh my computing. god. Computing. Boop 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 yeah. boop 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 boop. Answer. Yep. Like oh my god, you don't have to push buttons in the future. Exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's amazing. So I don't know. I, I I don't even know where I was going with this other than like uh, oh cap. Caprica. I like Caprica. Yeah, I was going to say Caprica in the sport. Yeah, yeah. So they so, so, they, so they bring Pyramid back, which is yeah. clearly a future sport. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the end of Battlestar Galactica, it's actually a past sport because they're a previous iteration of our civilization. And then like a million years later, humanity comes along in its contemporary form and, mm-hmm. and everything starts over again. Uh, it's like it's all happened before. It'll all happen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but so so it's, it's like, you know, this other culture and they've got this made up sport uh but if you're watching caprica after watching Battlestar galactic you already know that spoiler that this is actually a previous civilization that was sort of the genetic seed for modern humanity and so everything they have that's like modern humanity is kind of weird that they have it mm-hmm. and you just kind of have to run with that because it'd be so hard to like shoot a television show where literally everything was different you know more different than cutting the corners off pieces of papers and shit but uh, oh, I think one of the themes of the of the, of the show became that that uh, the cyclical we, we nature have these thing. patterns yes. inherently in our in our makeup, in which our I, I psych- think is or in our psychology. In I our think brains. it's interesting, but at the same time, I think you could go for more variation there if you had the budget and the wherewithal to do it. Like like take the idea that the fundamental form is the same, but I don't feel like literally all along the Watchtower by Bob Dylan would survive the transition across a million years. You know, I feel like. Well, I think that I think that in I the, feel like you have to make so a stronger argument touch there. Point, I mean, this is not to defend their choice of that song and in, in the use the way they used it, which is still kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. But I think the idea wasn't that there was that one thing is so singular that it transcends all time. You know, all yeah. iterations of this civilization that ebbs and flows, but that. Um, there is so much commonality in in the civilizations that we build each time we start from scratch that some that here and there individual things will end up being exactly the same. I, I, I think I think it's an interesting idea, but at the same time, I feel like the show did not have uh, the bandwidth, if you will. Uh, to really establish, like, like I think that could be done really well in a novel. Mm. Like, I feel like a novel uh, could sit down and play with those themes in a way that would work well. Whereas with TV, when you're, it's the incidental set dressing details around mm-hmm. the drama, it feels like it's it's a little bit underserved, and you just really have to take it with a huge grain of sort of like, okay, well, I get that you're going for the cyclical nature of things, even though this is kind of silly. But where I'm going with this is they make yeah. a point of having pyramid be this totally weird sport that's sort of like some sports, but totally not a sport. But then. Daniel Greystone, one of the main figures in Caprica, the prequel, he's a guy who basically invented the Cylons, however, accidentally. Mm -hmm. uh, That's kind of what the show is about. Uh, He and his wife in the pilot play tennis. And it's a tennis court that has a couple (laughs) diagonal lines on it, but it's still, it's a fucking tennis court. It's totally a tennis court. And of course, everybody's driving fucking cars around. And, you know, so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you're both like playing with this, like, oh, it's not quite the same. It's the future. But we already know that it's not the future. It's the distant past. And it's not Earth evolved it's some previous civilizations and it just looks like it so it's like i have a hard time feeling that like the specific stylings of 1960s sports cars is something that is embedded in our cultural sure. G- dna you know that's that, that, that's a part where i kind of want it to be like 
I want it to be different enough that the commonalities are interesting rather than the same enough that, oh, but the fender's different or, oh, the papers are missing hmm. corners. Mm-hmm. Is it? Like there, some detectives are doing totally a cop procedural show in Cabrica where they're trying to figure out some stuff and they've got VHS, VHS tapes, but they've got the corners cut off. You know, it's like, and it's like, on the one hand, I, I laugh and I enjoy it because I'm like, okay, fine. I understand the limitations. But on the other hand, it's like, this is fucking ridiculous. This is like, just come up with anything other than a VHS tape. Come up with something that looks a little bit wrong, but we still understand because it goes into a slot on a black slab that it's a video playback device. You know, it's like, do that instead of giving us an octagonal VHS. Yeah, it's. I didn't know that I had such strong feelings about this. Did I was going to go on at length about this. Did you they also speak American English in the exact time and frame that we are now sitting and watching the show in? Oh, well, yeah, no, yeah, no. I, I Across the I, entire history of I the under, all shows. Well, but that's an interesting thing, actually. Caprica brings in, uh, there's a bunch of Taurons who are basically, you know, space Italians. <laughs> space mafia, basically. Right, right. Uh, They're goons. Joe Adama, uh, Admiral Adama's dad, yeah. uh, is, uh, you know, he's a... He's a compromised sort of like Italian goon lawyer mixing with uh, American society, Capricorn society, as it were, and dealing with a conflict between his heritage and, you know, his role as a, you know, apparently clean cut, although clearly corrupt lawyer and all this blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I, I know it's, it's it's all stuff that uh, yeah, I didn't sort mean of to works use with that type, as, a, but, uh, as another example, just to say, like, you know, there's some pills you have to swallow because they have to move yeah. a story forward and not just, explain every single thing. Yeah. It's it's a lot of pills, but it's funny. I was like, I, I'm actually really enjoying it. Like, I'm really enjoying it. So I don't want to like beef on it too much. And I don't know why exactly I am, but uh, just little things, little things. Yeah. It's like it's like when they when they when they try so hard to try and make things a little bit different, and then they do something as same. Like it would not be that fucking hard to make the tennis court an oval. <laughs> you know, just think about it a little bit. Say, you know, it's a tennis court. Let's add some diagonal lines, but not change the shape. Yeah, it looks like it looks different now. No, it's, and and I realized maybe people watching Caprica in theory haven't watched Battlestar Galactica, uh, and they could just be hearing this is a new thing and jumping in, so they don't know that it's the past and a different civilization, but. But, I mean, the writers fucking knew, you know, and the writers knew that the fans, ah, just, anyway, that's been my review of Battlestar Galactica prequel Caprica. Mm-hmm. Uh, tune in next time when I complain about, uh, you know, the was A-Team it, or wasn't something. Wasn't there a Next Generation episode where they all, they all, uh, representatives of several races within the Star Trek universe end up on the surface of some soundstage planet? Um being explained to by some alien progenitor to all the species why oh, yeah. they all look the same and talk yeah. the same yeah yeah that was a little more ham-handed than what you're describing and yet yeah i love star trek well and i loved that because it was such a big fucking wink i mean it was like i think it's a hammy hammy ham-handed way to do it but at the same time they kind of knew that was that was so blatantly a a sort of open letter to the star base the star the star trek <laughs> fan base or a star uh, base, as we call them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, that like I, I'm willing to forgive it a little bit because it was like really, really, really clearly fan service. Like they were saying, "Hey, this episode is specifically for you, so you'll shut the fuck up about this already." <laughs> you know, it's like the time that like someone just brought up the fact that Klingons look different to Worf, and he's like, "We do not talk about that." You know, it's like the Tolkienian, "Don't ask about our dwarven women." You know, it's like I don't remember. I don't remember the Worf thing. Oh yeah, at some point he was like, you know, yeah, we don't discuss it. 
Are you I talking think. about how they didn't used to have the forehead ridges? Yeah. Like did, or the fact that Worf looks different than other... No, no, no. The fact that they used to not have forehead ridges and they did. And Worf just like said, you know, don't fucking ask. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Enterprise came along, uh, the, the series Enterprise, with with uh, Count Bakula. Yeah, and, Count uh, And then they actually tried to set that up, which, I mean, I, on the one hand, it's silly, but on the other hand, at least they were trying. Uh, they set it up so that there was actually a weird mutant strain of... Klingons who had had their some of their Klingon physical expression suppressed to operate as spies and so there was actually this weird sub race of Klingons that didn't look like normal Klingons and oh, so had not, the flat not foreheads that the, not that the smooth foreheaded Klingons were the genetic pre forerunners to the yeah, no, they were the exception. Like, but rather they were variants, but yeah. they were the only things we saw in yeah. the original series. Yeah, so sometime that's before a, the original series. That's a approach than I think yeah. I would have expected. Well, and they set there it up specifically so that they would Enterprise, die. Enterprise had some stuff going for it. It was uh, not the theme song, certainly, but... Uh, God damn. Ah, uh, fucking Diane Warren. <laughs> it was a song from Patch Adams. It was a song from Patch fucking Adams. And, you know, however you want to feel about the film, it was like, you know, Robin Williams, heartwarming, blah, 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 tragedy, etc. But Jesus Christ, you don't say, you know, the song was great in Patch Adams. Let's make it a theme song for a Star Trek franchise. Mm. It's like, what? I don't, I don't, I'm going to get so upset about this. I should just yeah. not even get into it. But anyway. So we should, we should probably take a break here and play that theme song. <laughs> I think, I, th- I, th- I, we're actually, we're, we're, we're closing out on like an hour and a half at this point. Are we so, really? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is another again, one that completely got away from us. It's, you know, it's, it's just such a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. It's a, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you and let you drink my booze and yeah. have you apologize to me. And uh, have you not play along in bits about uh, car demographics? And I, I really wasn't trying to hold back on that. I just was so lost. Well, you just just make some notes for next. We can we can bring bring three car demographics that you think are reasonable to the next podcast, and oh, we can just man. we can continue to review this. And if you're listening at home and you have car demographic ideas, uh, go go to thecrapshoot.net, thecrapshoot.net, and uh, leave a comment uh, or on here. Poop emoji gun emoji dot tk that's a, yeah, yeah you can go to that as well no one's it's never gonna happen it's never gonna happen we could link that on the actual website I pay like nine dollars a year for that I know, we, so i'm gonna have you to should bring put it up a, as many times put as a link possible. in the sidebar on on the crapshoot.net where people will ever actually go and then they can click on that if they have a browser that even shows it instead of you can also if you see on the sidebar of our website a link that says also at a square a square dot tk then click on that and that'll take you to the website that you're already on so that'd be good um but yeah yeah come up with your car demographics and let us know about those and you know you can even work one into an itunes review and then i'll uh sing 10 words about it yeah uh so yeah this is a pledge to do 10 words uh, give or take okay you know that that sort of territory i'm saying don't don't i'm not gonna write a sestina about your goddamn review but i uh, i a couplet i can manage a, a few words uh can we name this episode i'm not going to write a sestina about your goddamn review because i like that title. sure yeah maybe if i remember that i okay. i we, we say these things and then i forget them and then i name it something else completely and it's not because i don't enjoy and respect your contributions there <laughs> it's that i don't listen to the podcast ever record it so i don't remember that we said this sure so That's, you just you fine. need to make it's, a note you you've never hurt my feelings by not naming it something that we've within the episode suggested the that's, episode be named. See, that's funny because you've complained about it several times. Yeah, but I just kind of like complaining. Oh, okay. Though. Well, then, yeah. no, okay. As long as we're on the same page. That's why only we leave one star reviews oh, okay. on our podcasts. <laughs> You're the one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's 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 clink on it then. Yeah. You know.
Thanks nice for plank. listening. We love you. We yeah. love you out there. We really do. Yeah, we, we, we really appreciate, appreciate your listenership. You. And uh, we'll see you in a bit. Week, week and a half, something yeah, like that. Yeah, remember when these came out on a relatively regular yeah. schedule? Yeah, it seems it's not working quite as well. But, but we're still, like, we've got three out in January here. So it's, yeah, yeah. You know, week, week and a half-ish. You know, we'll we'll see what we can do. Sure. But, yeah. So anyway, happy, happy penisology. Have a, happy have a, penisology. Have a good night. I was trying to, yeah. make a, trying to make a callback to someone whipping out three in January, but this wasn't happening. Yeah, Mazda three. That's the number of penises whipped out in January. <sighs> Mazda five, a lot more penises. Guys, this is as good as we're going to yeah. get as, <laughs> close, as far as the closers on this episode go, so we're going to take it. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. Oh, oh.